Um, huge apologies about the last um, episode. We've had major technical problems. We'll get into that soon. It's time for Advanced Analytics. So last week we recorded a podcast. It went great here in Melbourne during the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and um, I don't know. I don't know if great. That seems like hyperbole. That was no, it was a it was it was gold. It was gold. It was a good epi. I can't remember anything about it. Does it annoy you that I'm calling it an epi? Because yeah. I find that quite annoying. Um, another word that I hate in the world. Oh, so what we're going to do is we're going to release that podcast, but just Paul's microphone because my voice is so loud it carries into Paul's microphone. It's the lost episode. In the comedy festival, I was doing such a small venue that I didn't even need a microphone because my voice is predicted to the room, but I had a microphone anyway as a crutch. Hmm. It's kind of embarrassing, eh? Yeah, a little bit. Um, and you're a little bit hangry. That's another word I hate. Yeah, I'm. I'm very hungry. It's been a long day. Have you eaten anything since we had Duncan? Uh, we had. Uh, what do we have for breakfast? Um, Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah, I had some cereal. I had a banana. I've had a couple of mandarins and a cookie. We've had a big day though. We played some soccer. Your team yeah. beat the crap out of my team. I scored and- seven goals. <laughs> wow, that's quite a lot of goals. That's a lot of goals. You might say my team was. Uh, no, not to do and no good. And the weird thing is, this, that's the third time we've played. I think that was the worst I've played, but I was just um, on the end of a lot of great passes. Oh, yeah, and our team like, couldn't get back on deck. But like, in terms of turnovers and assists, it was my worst game. You were running rampant. And I don't know a lot about football, but if a guy scores seven goals on you, you you've got to look at yourself in the mirror. But we also did an um, a, a MCG tour, what I think is the greatest stadium in the world. And I've been I, to many places. I'd like to go on record and say I don't think that. What do you think the greatest r- r- stadium in the world is? The Amway Centre. Way better. No, the <laughs> home of the mighty Orlando Magic. Yeah, that's a horrible stadium. That's one of the mm-hmm. worst. It's named after Amway and the seats are too far away and they've got this weird fence that's always in shot. For, yeah, for safety, it. mate. Madison Square Garden is crap. The Melbourne Cricket Ground not only is home to like four AFL teams, the Ashes, um, you know, one of the oldest cricket clubs in the world, um, hundreds of years of history, well, 100 years, uh, had the Pope perform there once. Um, it's had the Olympics and two Commonwealth Games. Um, oh, that's actually everything. I don't know why I was saying that. Like I was building up to say and something else, but then I just listened. And to it's everything. the home of the mighty Essendon Bombers. I don't think it is. I think they're more of a. They play at their crap. Stadium. Yeah, but they sometimes play. There. They sometimes play there. But that's Paul's team, the up Essendon the bombers. bombers. He's embarrassed because their logo the looks like Kitty up, 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 into the sky. No, that, that's not lying. Oh, I didn't make that. Oh, I was trying to. I was just trying to be you, mate. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we recorded an episode that was better than this one, but we're going to release it. Um, that'll be episode twenty-two. This is episode twenty-three. It's going to come after twenty-two. If you're really keen to catch up, and it might like it's like you've got to listen to the podcast like, um, like in it's a canon, right? Mm-hmm. They all link up. Well, in the last one. Uh, I'll be very loud on, and Guy will be kind of distant because yeah. we're just recording my mic. But that's and tonight, probably how it should be. I, I think it's worth saying that I'm, I'm borrowing a mic mm. off uh, a different podcast, rival podcast. Rival podcast. We don't want to but say. But we should know. We should shout them out because no, they lent us the mic. Although they didn't actually know I took it. But it's called Boners of the Heart, and I'm actually not fully sure what the podcast, their podcast is about. It's about um, men they find attractive. Yeah, you should be able okay. to tell from the title, Boners of the Heart. But it's, it, I think it's about um, unusual, very funny podcast worth checking out. But we don't like they're a bigger podcast than us, so we don't want to be plugging. That's yeah. ridiculous. It's like us going, "Hey, check out um, 
uh, Kevin Hart's comedy show. No, but here's the thing. I'm, you know, we're good friends with, with both of the hosts. Not me. I'm, in, I'm podcast enemies. Yeah, no, no. Here's the thing. I'm podcast enemies, so I, I, I don't listen to their podcast because I'm so loyal to this one. Good. Good. That's good. Um, it's time for some NBA updates from two guys who have watched very little NBA, focusing more on the comedy. It is the weekend. That's the comedy. Our comedy shows, not um, this comedy here. Please come to our comedy shows if you're in Melbourne or I'm in Sydney. I'm going to Sydney actually. Uh, it's time for the weekend review. Weekend review. Um, Paul, I noticed you're saying silent. You <laughs> do you know what's happening in the weekend review? Last no podcast, I throughout that the dunks are back and it's weird at the end of the season for dunks to be like normally players are like a bit more tired saving themselves for the playoff um so i mentioned a few great yeah. dunks that have happened like some all-time great dunks i feel like have happened towards yeah. the end of the season and what's already a great year for dunks i yeah, i'm normally quite yeah, they down dunks. To the episode they heard the episode, they tune yeah. in um but there's been another two great dunks today in the clippers versus the pelicans sindarius thornwell some guy Sindarius. whose first name is sindarius great name uh, he dunked on DeAndre Liggins. Um, it was, and I think that's him. one of the best dunks of the year for sure. He kind of kicked him in the face, and he almost just, he just stomped kicked. on his head as he landed. Like he landed so gracefully. He just he he launches so high. He just keeps gliding up. See, I've played with good athletes, but never guys who have the combination of size and good athletes. So, like the good athletes I've played with in the past have normally been point guards who can dunk, but like only just because they're like they're New Zealand point guards, so mm. they're like, they're like five foot nine. something. I've never actually played... I'm just trying to think of good point guys I've played with. Kevin... Um, no, what was his name? Joe. Glenn Joe. Um, Waikato Pistons point guard. I remember he was like... A, he could rack on people at practice. And... Um, uh, who's that guy we saw his hate? Played for North Harbour as the point guard. Anyway. Anyway, there's some... Anyway, I, I would love to play with a guy like uh, Sundarius Thornwell who can just spring up and just like dunk out of nowhere. Like it would be, it'd be quite an experience, but it'd be frightening. Like anywhere you're on the court, especially if you're like a big man in the paint, it'd be scary. Like these guys, like he's literally jumping from outside the paint. You're not expecting it. He tried to draw a charge and just gets kicked in the head. So Sindarius, if you're listening, I would love to play with you. I'd love to play with you. Yeah. The guy who, the guy who, who, I think he got called for a blocking foul. He, uh, I loved how he gets up and high fives his teammate real quick, like to try and be like, the teammates like nice training. Nice <laughs> Anthony Davis stood up with excitement, even though it was on um, his own teammate. Um, and the other amazing dunk was uh, Rajon Rondo off the backboard to Anthony Davis. Oh, Huge Tom Hawk, not one of the all-time greats, but um, definitely out there. Were you saying Sindoris Thornwell? You was possibly dunk of the year for you. No, I was saying like it's up there. It's up there. Yeah, be top, like five. top five. I was gonna, I was gonna sure. slam you. So you're lucky. It's gonna be hard to top Giannis jumping over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the photo from that is we haven't had. I'm just trying to think of like iconic photos. There's mm. LeBron looking creepy in the mask. There's that one where it's LeBron doing a Tommy Hawk dunk off a um, lob from D Wade, who was like running with his arms oh, out like yeah. a. There's not that many like like real like Kobe standing up on the scorers table. Iconic after. photos of like the 2000s. I'm just trying to think of many. I doubt Tim Duncan, dominant force of the 2000s. Iverson stepping over Tyron Lou. Mm, that's quite old, though. I'm just thinking, yeah. like, just from the like, last couple of years. Mm. Um, there's not many you can think of. And I think um, Giannis at Madison Square Garden, where the lights are dim. So the lighting's amazing, jumping over. Yeah. Um, that's going to be amazing. Uh, okay. Um, Rookie of the Year has been a story. And I thought we'd do our picks um, here on the podcast. Who, Paul, who do you have for Rookie of the Year? Uh, I mean, I think Ben Simmons is going to win it. Who do you think is going to win it? So what does your head say 
And what does your heart um, say? I mean, I ha- I haven't looked at those guys' numbers close enough. You don't even look at these numbers. You just just take a um, this podcast. When is this, when is it the Advanced Analytics podcast well, ever been about so numbers? So today, uh, Richard Jefferson came out and said that Donovan Mitchell should win. Yeah, because Ben Simmons isn't a true rookie. Yes, and, yes, uh, good point. And he, no, here's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of am in the Donovan Mitchell boat. Yeah, in terms I think he should win regardless yeah. of that rule. Because yeah. I, I feel like his kind of impact has been bigger. I almost feel like um, I know. I mean, I mean, I know. What if I told you this? Did you know that Philadelphia is the third seed in the East? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. so that's why I, I, I do think Ben Simmons should win. But um, and but they're like going at, well without Joel Embiid as well. Yeah, but um, it's also it's it's kind of also crazy how. Uh, the, the Utah Jazz are the fourth seed in the West. Hmm. Like, that's crazy as well. Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. Well, like their, their record, the Utah their Jazz has in, a lot. Oh well, I guess they. I guess they're both. Sure. They're both in very similar positions. To be honest, they yeah. finish in a similar position, hmm. and they um they both. I was about to say um, uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, sorry, um, Mitchell has more around him. But then I was like, no, actually, um, the Sixers are pretty good yeah, as well. So I was going to say the opposite. I thought. Uh, Ben Simmons had more around. No, because Ben Simmons has got like a whole lot of other young players. Whereas no, not necessarily. Jazz have. I think so Joe Ingles. Jingles. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, you know, like JJ, I think the Sixers have been really well put together just in terms of like, they've surrounded him with shooters like JJ and uh, Robert Covington hmm. and um, who, who, Ilya Sova or something. Um, <laughs> That's the kind of analysis we have. Uh, one of those earlier Sova guys. But, uh, Don't know if it's and Ursan Donovan Mitchell in his favor. He definitely has like the shock value of being a real like you know Ben Simmons was expected. Oh, when Donovan Mitchell just came from nowhere. Ben Simmons is taking the piss. You shouldn't be allowed to sit out a year like that. That's your year. That's your year done. I yeah, care. Well, I don't care about injuries. Like you've done it. Didn't um yeah Joel Embiid like missed like didn't play enough games last year. Missed out on it. Like did he? Yeah, he did. They yeah, gave it to some weird guy. I, I, I'm actually contradicting myself here because I thought Joel Embiid should have won it even if he played like 30 games. Yeah. Um, Paul's doing a big ass yawn. Mm. We actually saw Joe Ingles first. Ga- you actually saw Joe Ingles first game on TV. Yeah, I remember watching that. He first was professional like, game. Yeah, he was like 18. And he was dominant. And yeah, and he had like 30 points or something. His first game. And I remember being like, that guy's got to get to the NBA. Yeah, and he took like, a while to get there. Yeah, we're like, he's not making it. And the thing is, now he, he looks like not in great shape. He looks terrible. <laughs> And um, he dunked it the other day. Yeah, and he wore a t-shirt to the uh, training the next day. Dunk life. Dunk, yeah, well, dunk almost looked, it was the next training. It looked like after the game. I, yeah. I don't know where. Where do you get that t-shirt from? He's he has, like, went he, up into the concession on... stand and bought a dunk life t-shirt. Maybe. Where do you buy that t-shirt? I don't know. Did someone print it for him? Yeah, I think he printed it and he, he's had it in his locker this whole time, just waiting. <laughs> he can dunk, and it was it was an okay dunk. I didn't actually see it. I just um, saw the t-shirt. Ben Simmons set off Twitter and Reddit today by um saying. 100%. He should be a hundred percent him, but like that's what a player's got to do. Like yeah. they, ESPN really took him out of context. They asked him; he didn't say, "I think I should be the rookie of the year." One hundred percent. They asked him if he thinks he should be rookie of the year, and he said, "One hundred percent, I think it should be me." Yeah, but um, yeah, I think yeah, it's rookie of the year doesn't really matter, and I think Ben Simmons has the higher ceiling and is legit, like going to be like LeBron James level, like living up to his expectation. Not maybe not to the height of LeBron, but he'll be right up there as like a top five player in the league but um, yeah. this year I mean give Donovan Mitchell his his glory Donovan Mitchell kind of strikes me as more of a Damian Lillard type like you know yeah. all star reserve I don't know maybe Damian Lillard will pr- prove us wrong in this playoffs as well 
Uh, one thing that annoys me that I want to bring up Sixers related is the Sam Hinkie praise. Yeah. Man, the internet loves... The Philadelphia fan base loves well, Sam Hinkie. What, what annoys me is that they... Sam Hinkie, for people don't know, is the GM of the 76ers. He was. The guy who invented the process and um, tanking harder than Neon's ever tanked before. Um, I'm, I'm mad because here's the thing. They, I think they sh- they shouldn't have fired him. I'd like to, I'd love to see him as a GM. Yeah, like now, now he's got his players. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like Sam Presti is, is clearly... an amazing drafter. He did uh, he dra- yeah. put together the Thunder, but then couldn't hold it together and lost um, um, Harden and then Durant. Because there was that quote the other day where he'd said he told ownership or whatever, like in seven years will be uh, yeah. Contender. People are acting like he's Jesus, like the way they're pulling quotes yeah. from. Like, oh, here's the, the thing. Movies. I feel like most, a lot of the GMs in the NBA are terrible. Who, and, who do you think is terrible? Um, well, I don't know. There's just like so many teams, and you're like, Magic. what are you doing? Yeah. Um, no, I actually oh, think the, the, Ma- the Magic's new front office. I have a lot of faith. Any in, team with like a former um, Rob Hennigan was terrible. Um, whoever, the, whoever's the the dude, the dude in Charlotte who Charlotte recently fired, he was terrible. Um, I'm, uh, I mean, I, uh, there's heaps, I feel like. People have the good point, though, that um, like often they're not necessarily bad GMs, but they're just put in a position where they can't yeah. win. It's like the guy in Brooklyn who was an okay GM and then got told he had to win now by um, uh, then Billy King? Po- po- poker off. Yeah, and so he just put together the worst team. Of all. He, tr- he rolled the dice and did not. Yeah. <laughs> he came up with ones. But, um, but people are just going crazy over Hinky and saying bring out these old quotes about what a prophet he was. He tanked the team hard for four years, got heaps of draft picks, eventually two of them turned out what looks like really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's other great gems out there. And I yeah. feel like um, Daryl Morey has put together I, the best team I in wish, the league. Um, the Golden State Warriors pre-Durant were an amazing team put together. Even, um, yeah. quite a weird one, the Raptors, who um, the team was actually put together by um, a Calangelo. I don't know which one it was. I don't know if it's the one running the Sixers now. Calangelo? There's two of them. Yeah. One runs USA Basketball, the other runs the Sixers. Yeah, yeah. One of those brothers ran the Raptors for years and went quite badly. But literally, um, Masai Jerry moved into that spot, used the same players and just re-signed them and added a few other pieces. And um, the Raptors have like blossomed. And like, how yeah. often does that turn out? You know, like the the um, Hornets tried the same thing and it turned out very badly. And the um, yeah. and the Portland Trailblazers as well. You're just like, well, grow from within, and you do not grow from within. Yeah. So when you do pull that off, it's like you got to give the GM some credit for like sticking to his guns, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, sorry? No, you go. Um, and other Ben Simmons and Fultz news. Uh, Mark L. Fultz uh, and Ben Simmons went to um, visit uh, Meek Mill in prison. That's effed up. You know why Meek Mill's in prison? I actually don't. I, actually, I don't know either. It'll be, it'll be either position of... Uh, Drugs or possession of gum. It would probably be guns without a light. Like he was just beefing with Drake not long ago, and he was like, "I'm beefing from behind bars, mother effer." Um, but uh, the apparently the owner sent them to meet Meek Mill to like learn some wisdom or something. I was like, "How much wisdom can you get from a guy who's currently in jail?" But as you like, don't do what I do. I effed up. I effed up. I really blew it. I, had, I was going so well outside of prison. Oh my god, I was just doing a racist black guy voice. <laughs> okay, we'll just forget that. We'll forget about that. Um, yeah, I thought that was mildly, mildly amusing. Um, this is embarrassing. Embarrassing Raptors news. I'm just as a Raptors fan. I just bought another Raptors shirt, and I'm I'm already feeling sick about the playoffs. Say, 
I reckon we'll be lucky to get. I think we're going to play in the first round, like the Bucks or was it Wizards? Like I'm so nervous about that. They're quite a good team, and uh, I know they haven't been playing well, but like in the playoffs, I'm nervous. The Raptors, who have the one seed, won't make it out of the first round, and if they do, I've got no faith in them making it out of the second round. Um, and every Raptors fa- fan has good reason to be um, nervous about that. But just to add to the bullshit of them like underperforming at the moment and really kind of struggling along. Um, the Raptors this week have decided to um, campaign. You know how you know how teams and players campaign for um, rookie of the year or sixth man of the year or defensive player of the year. They're doing a campaign for the entire bench to be named NBA sixth man of the year, which is the stupidest shit I've ever heard of in my life. That is, uh, yeah, sixth man of the year, man, it's there, one man. You can't pick uh, a player in the starting lineup that doesn't count. You can't pick multiple men. It's not called six men of the year. While the Raptors bench has been great, and maybe this is what they're trying to promote, it just seems like a, um, a, the Raptors are looking shaky. I'm very nervous. Paul's not talking because he's Googling. So you're trying to find out about Mick Mills in prison. No, I was just looking at the, um, like, if the playoffs started today. What oh, yeah, I was going to say, if you're be. looking at Normally when Paul goes Googling, you think he's, like, doing a deep dive into analytics. He'll just be checking out the NBA standings or, more likely, the um, the tank Standings. Tankathon, yeah. The tank, tankathon.com's favourite website. Um, or, or or now he checks the playoff um, seating as well. Talking about the Sixers before, have you ever heard the Philadelphia song? Oh, yeah, I think I played it maybe on an early episode. What is it? We'll it's so it good. Now. It's like, here we are, Philadelphia. Na-na-na. Is it for the Sixers or just Stand the whole city? Stand up and cheer. Here we are, 76ers. It's so good. And then they go, one, two, Three, four, five, sixes. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight, seventy-six. <laughs> it's they, real good. They should count all the way to seventy-sixes if they had any morals whatsoever. It doesn't beat the um, um, San Antonio song. Go Spurs, go. go. I'm not doing a racist accent here. That's what the guy San sounds Antonio like. He's is very proud. <laughs> and ha- going for number five. They actually lost when yeah, they released that song, but then they did win number five. And happy for the time. Go, just Google this. Go Spurs. Go on. It's YouTube. called Go Spurs. Go Spurs. Go Spurs. Go. Going for number five. San Antonio is very proud. And happy for the time. It's a really good. It's maybe the best NBA song. We did a good job of singing. What are your favorite ever? Like. NBA songs in terms well, of Well, shove the whole um, Space Jam soundtrack in there straight away, except for the Chris Work rock verse on Basketball Jones. Basketball Jones, I got a best, I believe I can fly. Um, do you know Basketball Slam, Jones? So that's, that's like a cover of, it's like Cheech and Chong, I think. Yeah, it's a it's bad. Um, and Chris Rock is horrific. But, I've really uh, gone off Chris Rock. He's one of my favorite comedians. Uh, okay, here's my favorites. Have you seen Tambourine, Chris Rock's new special? No. Go Spurs Go, definitely yeah. up there. Yeah. Uh, what about Froggy Fresh, Jimmy Butler is your father? That yeah, has really to be good. up there for me, man. That's yeah. such a good song. Oh, Froggy Fresh has got a lot of good ones. If you don't know who Froggy Fresh is, he's like this this white guy. He he could be, be he, his age could be anywhere between 14 and like here's, 37. Here's a crazy thing. He's quite short. He used to be known as Krispy Kreme, which is what we ate for breakfast this morning. Mm. And it was the first time in like a year that I'd over a year that I'd had Krispy Kreme. Felt sick instantly and very much agreed that breakfast. Um, but Froggy Fresh, Jimmy Butler is your father. What a song. Now, better than that is 
why Mike crying? Because he just got dunked on. I ain't I even mean, lying because he just got dunked on. I prefer Jimmy Butler as your father, but that is also very Jimmy good. Jimmy Butler and your, as your father, he comes in with such hate. Yeah. Eh? Like, he I'm literally screams the chorus. Man, Jimmy Butler. Also, I love Jimmy Butler, so I mean. Although he is not like LeBron James's father, as that no, song suggests. No, LeBron James has definitely got the better of Jimmy Butler, who is battling. Absolutely not. Uh, wait, are you saying, I don't even want to get into this with you because you're mental about LeBron, but um, try not to say mental, you're intellectually fragmented about LeBron. Um, you got this. What about um, at work? Number One to... by Paul Williams, another great NBA based. You're plugging song. your own album here? Yeah. yeah, check it out, it's on Spotify. Number One has a lot of Tidal, references to. Um, Bandcamp. It references Victor Oladeep. It mentions lots of NBA players. Who's the main one again, though? I forgot. Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. Rudy Mum reckons that Anthony Nolan Bennett Snowell. needs... To, even though she doesn't know who he is. Um, Mum reckons that Rudy, uh, Anthony Bennett needs to check out the song because he wouldn't get it. He needs to get it, according to Mum. Other great NBA songs? Um, uh, I mean, there's lots of lyrics in rap songs, but so many. when necessary. What about um, Chief Keith? Like, I think that I'm Kobe. That's a good one. You oh. probably don't know. It's what a was deep the, um, cut. It's a deep cut. Oh, F LeBron James. Isn't oh. that a song that just goes F LeBron James over and over again? Yeah, that's a good song. I don't know who sings that. It's someone on YouTube. And it was when he left Cleveland. And he's like, I hope a hurricane comes and <laughs> smashes up your house. And then back into F LeBron. It's mainly just a guy saying F LeBron James. That's also, Google F LeBron James, great track. I, I'm going to come out and say, probably one of the most successful and famous NBA songs, White Iverson. I don't, I don't vibe with that. I really liked it. I thought it was such a good song. Damn. I'm saucing, I'm saucing, I'm saucing on you. I'm swagging, I'm swagging, I'm swagging. I screwed it up. Ooh, I'm balling, balling, I have a son on you. Swish. You gotta admit, like, Post Malone though, as a white guy, like, you can't get more embarrassing white rapper than him. I know, I think he's got genuine talent as a rapper and as an artist. But I like a, more as a, a white guy with dreads, um, uh, yeah, we just it's just and yeah, um, seems like a good guy though. I like, enjoyed watching it. It's one of the few. I hate that segment where they go shoe shopping at Nice yeah. Kicks. Um, it's so bad. I just find often it's just so so dull. And listening yeah. to celebrities talk about their sneakers, and they're like, "This is a sneaker I like. It's called the um, Air Jordan One." They normally mm. they normally like, "Oh, this is the one that means a lot to me. It's the Air Jordan Eleven. Like they just pick the most yeah, famous yeah, yeah. Jordans." Um, there's nothing really to it but at the same time like shit how much do okay. most people care about sneakers and Post, Post one is very charismatic and funny I think should we talk about my yeah he was genuinely one of the better ones he seemed like quite a good guy um, talking about sneaker problems I came to um, Melbourne and um, I don't need any sneakers I own so many and I've accidentally bought three pairs yeah that's that's effed up that's it? crazy but I already said it was um, a manifestation of anxiety and which is probably She's probably right, to be honest, when you've got th- when you bought three pairs of sneakers when you said you'd buy none. Like, that's really gone over the edge. I've got two pairs of New Balance ma- made in England and one pair I mean, of um, Vegas ve- ve- or Vegas or whatever they're called, the French I, ones. I went into um, Foot Locker today, and I'm about to say a hot take that you're going to strongly disagree with. Good. I want it. That's what I want to hear. If the right colorway comes out... Oh, no. I want some PG2s. No! PG2s are mud, mate. I knew this was going to upset you. I already told you, because that's why I told them. you straight. You're like, has there a new PG shoe out? And I go, yeah, it's yeah. terrible. And There's an okay colorway. There's a PlayStation like, colorway. What colorway do you think is going to make it good? It's uh, her- it looks budget, which PGs no, are kind of budget. No, no, I think, I think it's the like, opposite. I think it's like 
kind of quality. Like the the because you know how glass. shoes, but yeah, you know how shoes are like weirdly like they always just try and make them as light and like kind of thin and breathable as possible. The PG shoes weirdly are like very chunky and like heaps of layers and straps and stuff. I'm into them, man. So what colorway do you think is going to be good? Because all black or all white doesn't count because any shoe can look good in that colorway. I mean, I, no, I don't know. Just If a colorway comes that I feel like it will, that I really like, I'm going to copy OKC, OKC players are really disadvantaged by the fact that this black, orange, and blue is like a really bad colorway. Like Part of Jordan's success and the sneaker line success is that black, red, and white is like quite a powerful like color scheme. Mm. And... Um, any, with marketing, any, anything can work. I remember the Magic colorway was big for well, a big no, time. In the but 90s. so often, I feel like Nike just released the worst colorways. Yeah, they like, always try and be original, and so they just change, yeah, and change, it's, and change. it's weird, like because I mean, I, I I reckon I'd also get the um, latest Kyrie's with the weird teeth zigzag. Yeah, but um, I just haven't seen a colorway that I've liked yet. They will literally release them in every colorway. Yeah. So strap yourself. In. Okay, but, I reckon the last the bronze. Um, don't like the shoe. Weird, weird shoes, but um. Come in some good colorways. They do it mm. like a um, well, the King Griffey Junior. The first time I saw the photo of one, it was just like all white, and I really liked it. But when I see them in the store, I uh, I went off them. Quick question: Who's your favorite baseball player? Uh, Puig. Oh yeah, UCL, UCL Puig. I like his bad attitude, eh? And he, also, I'm a Dodgers fan. Ichiro Suzuki is pretty sick. Oh yeah, that's. I like Randy sick. Johnson, that guy for like the. Um, Hand of a moustache, who threw like real fast fastballs, like legendary pitcher. Okay. Um, time for Magic Mayhem. Yeah. It's that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on now. I used to be jealous of Mary Apollo. We're taking every game personally. I'm a one game left. It was a very long pause. I was no, I was pausing for the the theme song, mate. You're gonna, ah. look, you're gonna look like a right idiot when there's no. Oh, pause. you're gonna edit out the pause. Yeah, well, no, there's the theme song. No, you through. go ah, uh, and then just pause for like three. Yeah, seconds. I'll get rid of the R. There was no R there. You look like an idiot, mate. There's, there's I don't feel like they look like an idiot. I feel like you've got nothing. You to got you got eggs on your well, face, I can't mate. Wait to hear all the magic chat you're gonna have. Yeah, mate, it's gonna no. be mayhem right now because I haven't prepared anything. <laughs> it's gonna be truly mayhem. Um, we have one game left, and looking at uh, the Tankathon ra- rankings, yeah, yeah. Um, Phoenix have secured the number one spot in the pre-lottery rankings. Memphis have secured number two. Currently, Dallas is in third, and the Magic and Atlanta tied for fourth. So the Magic, which is huge, beat we, Dallas. What? The Magic played Dallas recently. Multiple podcasts, yes. obviously. Yeah, we bet Dallas. Have spoken about it. And people were saying that, like, the score sheet, apparently, like, I think Zach Lowe was saying they should frame the score sheet of the Magic versus Dallas and put it in the NBA head offices because how unusual the player names were and how, like, bizarre yeah. these players, like, who were playing uh, yeah, in the game it, were. It was, a, it was a G League game. The great <laughs> thing about the Magic, though, is that they can just play their starters and it's still... Seems no, they not can true. still lose games effectively. Absolutely not true. They were trying for most of the season. The Magic weren't trying to tank. Um, so here's uh, the situado. The Magic it was the be- Phoenix Suns GM um, GM of the year because he won the tank. Well done. What a genius. No, uh, but Washington 
the Magic are playing Washington in Orlando. And, I mean, if we wanted to, that's a very easy, easily win, winnable game for us. But I'm assuming they're going to throw it. Is that what you're going to talk about in Magic Mayhem? The new... Who do you want to draft? Or oh, we've kind of already covered that. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, the, Who, who's your dream? You could pick anyone if the Magic had the number one pick, which is still a mathematical possibility, although more and more unlikely. Yeah. Who would you pick number one? No, so... Okay, here's the thing. Uh, I'm... I think DeAndre Ayton should go number one. Yeah. But uh, I think he's going to be a beast. So, I mean, I think if the Magic had number one, I think they should take DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Uh, I'm Okay, I know there's a lot of excitement. The for good the, thing about the, the Magic is when they're drafting, they don't have to worry about position so much because they're weak in every position, so they could just drift, draft any, any, any spot yeah. and it'd work so out well. I'm nervous about Luka Doncic, and I hope yeah. the Magic... Are almost not in a position where they have, have to, the option. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough choice, eh? Um, but I mean, presumably he's so good in the Euroleague mm. for how young he is. Yeah, he um, presumably it's going to translate. An ice cold game one or the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. I reckon the Euroleague seems a lot worse. So I'm so I'm thinking the Magic aren't going to have a top one or two pick just because knowing our luck, we usually have pretty bad luck. Mm. These are the guys I want to avoid, and to be honest, I have not done. I've done hardly any research. Oh, we all I've mainly that. just watched one clip of each player on um, Mate, that is YouTube. highly evident after listening to three okay. seconds of you talking. Guys, I'm nervous about. Okay, Luka Doncic, there's a little bit of nerves. But I mean, I think surely he's got to work out. I'm willing to admit okay. it's not pronounced Luka Donick. Uh Marvin Bagley, I say avoid. I just think, so he's from Duke. And I don't know, I just think like players at those big schools can sometimes get, like, a bit too much... Uh, Duke in North Carolina has got to go down, and Kentucky. Um, like, those schools that have, like, recruited really well. I love how Louisville is a team that get, gets busted. They're not even good. Yeah. Like, the scandal, when is Duke going down? Coach K, he's creepy. Okay. Who calls himself Coach K? It's weird. Okay. Uh, Michael Porter, I have a bit of an asterisk next to him because he didn't play college. He's so hot, though. Yeah, very hot. He's not going to be the yeah, hottest NBA but, player ever. I think these are the guys... Ever. These are I the follow guys, on Instagram that's how hot he is. I think these are the guys I want the most. Do you know who I follow on Instagram? Michael Porter Jr. and Timothy Mozgov. Oh, and um, J.R. Smith. Right. And I just I had to unfollow Timothy Mozgov because so I couldn't handle looking at his disgusting face. Who's your favorite NBA Instagram account? Uh, oh, Josh, um, I, I do quite a lot. I feel like the players are milking it because a lot of football players do the same thing. It annoys me. Um, like your boy um, Hamiers for Bayern Munich, he Colombian guy. He um, does it all the time. Um, J.R. Smith does the old "Love does My what? Kids" Instagram, oh, yeah. which is something um, Nick Young milks as well. Like, just heaps of cute kids, which is a real yeah. classic Instagram technique, and um, feels a yeah. bit cynical. But J.R. Smith, for whatever reason, I like his posting his swaggy yeah. clothes and just yeah, he I like posts it. opinions sometimes. It's quite so, good. So my favorite is Swaggy P and Swaggy P's son's account, Swaggy yeah. P Junior. But um. Okay, these are the guys that I'm. I want if we're if we're like at the three. I think we'll be around three to seven. Yeah, I would like Jaron Jackson Jr. Good name. Yeah, Triple J. So he's Jaren like a Jackson. He's Jr. like a power forward slash maybe a small ball center. I think, mm. and he can shoot. He can shoot really well. Darren is a crap name. Jaron. No, Jaron. Oh, oh, that's what I'm oh, saying. Sorry, is sorry. a really good name. Jaron Jackson Jr. What are the names um, can you fix like that? I want. I like Mo Bamba, so his name's Mohammed Bamba. He's a seven foot center uh, who, again, has some touch with shooting and 
his offensive game is a little um, underdeveloped, but he's so he's going to have the longest wingspan in the NBA, longer than Rudy Gobert, mm. and he'd be such a good shot blocker and whatnot. It annoys me that wingspan pays out to be a good uh, statistic, but um, yeah, yeah. Okay, and here's the third, and it's controversial. It's kind of embarrassing. NBA players will go, you just get the tallest guys, and you're, you're like, yeah, that's literally what you do. It's controversial, but I would be excited if we drafted Trey Young. Today on Magic Reddit, someone posted uh, just a defense video of him, and it was just like an 11 minute video of him just getting easily blown by. <laughs> but, um, but the thing is, if they drafted him, I would be excited and I would not uh, be upset at all. I don't want to sound like a complete idiot here. Just I've heard so much hate about Trey Young, but I can't actually mm. remember who he is. He so, flopped out in the first round of the. He was a big star and he flopped out. Hey. Well, not necessarily. So he was the biggest star. Yeah, he was college. crazy. He was putting up like. Um, you know, like basically, oh, like very, 40 he shoots like game. Steph Curry, right? He shoots like Steph Curry. He just drills out and just jacks Jack it. Curry's, yeah. And um, and and he's got that. He's got like a kind of weird long hair and like a bit of a bromo. Great. And um, and like Trey Young's quite a good name. Yeah. And uh, and anyway, he was like the big sensation, cover of Slam and whatnot. And then basically, his team halfway through the season just dropped off, and his production kind of dropped off. And I've looked into it though, and basically, his team was was never really meant to be good mm. and teams just started scouting him hard yeah. and um focusing and him. just focusing fully on him and so their team fell off and his production fell off. Yeah. But um yeah there's real question everyone questions his defence. But and, and also uh, an NBA like Steph Curry carried da- Davidson like quite deep into the NCAA playoffs. And, like a great yeah. player should be able to like you can yeah, imagine yeah. um like LeBron James, who went to college, would be able to carry. You know, you can see the talent. Not mm. always, but like, yeah, I, 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 I can understand why a lot of people are worried about him. Mm. But basically, the debate is: is he Steph Curry or is he Jimmy Fredette? Yeah, and I am leaning towards Steph Curry. I believe in him, man. I yeah. believe in him. Well, uh, so I think I think if the Magic are like around the six or seven mark, and like Jaron Jackson or like you know the top guys have gone. Mm. I reckon take a gamble on Trey Young, man. All right. Well, good it. luck for the lottery. Do you have you marked out in your calendar when it is? Do no know where it, when it is, <laughs> but um. Uh, okay. Um, when it gets nearer to it, I'll do a more in-depth uh, look. I'm sure you will. Um, Nuggets versus Wolves. Um, that's the big game uh, on Thursday. Everyone, watch out for that last game of the season. Paul's old theory that the NBA is scripted. Comes to fruition as both teams win or go line. home. And Who do you want to see win? Well, here's the thing. I'm so sad, man. Those are two of my favorite yeah. teams in the West. Yeah, and it's so sad. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess there's no other team that I'd want. I mean, maybe like the Pelicans knock them out. But um, no, I'm excited to see the Pelicans. Interesting well. stat today that the East has more 50 win teams in it than the West. But the East does is the first time since '96, '97. But you still wouldn't say that the East is better than the West. Mm. Like um, there's, there's no, three teams not. that aren't that have got over fifty wins. Yeah. But um, possibly it's because of the tanking that they've got so high. Like, is yeah. there more teams tanking in the East than there in the West? No, no, the teams in the West uh, have been better at tanking this year. Oh, that's the magic. That the, the magic that's currently the worst team in the East. Yeah. Um, but so, so how is that possible? They have more fifty wins. Because you got about like Bucks, Wizards. So the East has more fifty-one teams. That's the stat. Yeah. So there's more teams tanking in the West. Like the the worst teams in the West are better at being bad. 
Yeah, but I thought it meant that like they were getting wins against easy wins against the bad teams in the East. Oh no, no, it just games. means they're just like the the East's bottom is is higher. Higher, yeah. Um, but I wouldn't even say that though. I was like, the Bucks aren't amazing. They've got talent, but like no, the Bucks aren't one of the bottom. They're a playoff team. Yeah, but to be fifty wins is a lot of wins. Ah, oh, right. You got to, you get fifty wins, you're in the playoffs. Normally guaranteed. Normally right. you need a lot less than fifty wins. Okay. My point is, I I don't know if the East is stronger oh, than the West. Yeah. Okay. So, oh yeah. Okay. So the so the Western Conference only have two fifty plus win teams. Oh, how many teams are the um? Uh, four. Four. Okay. I, I didn't know that fifty wins. What are the four teams good. in the um? What are the four teams in the fifty wins is really good. The Raptors, the Celtics, the Seventy Sixers, and the Cavaliers. Yeah. And um and and Cavs and Philly only just got there. Yeah, um, it's a, it's kind of a bullshit statistic. I think the West has been much stronger this year. Yeah, well, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like the worst uh, Western Conference team that's like kind of could be considered good and it was in the playoff hunt is the Clippers, who would finish tenth. They had forty two wins when the Clippers probably would have made the playoffs uh, if they were in the East. Yeah, so they had the same. They currently have the same record as the Wizards, who are in the eighth playoff spot. Mm. Um, Wizards is depressing, eh? They're a hard team to know what to do. If you're the GM of that team, you'd be, um, you know. Um, but anyway, that's <laughs> Magic Mayhem. Yeah, I want to make a suicide joke, but I've got to stop doing those. Um, no, that was Magic Mayhem ended, ended ages ago. We're talking about Nuggets versus Wolves. Who do you yeah. want to win? <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing is, in Paul's heart, it's always Magic Mayhem. The thing is, I'm super excited. I feel like the Nuggets can be great in like two years. I I think yeah, that I think the Timberwolves are going to win, and I, I think I hope the Timberwolves win. You pick the best player to lead them through, like you often pick but, in the playoffs, and Jimmy Butler. But Jimmy Butler has only been back two games. Yeah. Um, but I I love Jimmy Butler. Maybe Freddie Fresh can repurpose his song. Also, to make it about. Nikolai Jokic. A few games ago, uh, the Nuggets did beat the T-Wolves, but it was in Denver. Denver with a huge chunk of it. And it was without Jimmy Butler, and they didn't win by that much. So uh, I'm going with the Timberwolves to win. One game is so exciting though in basketball, though. I've definitely been tuning in for that, because that's going to be a bloody run. And can I say, Froggy Fresh is a diehard Bulls fan. Yeah. So he won't be writing any songs about the Minnesota Nuggets. You game. might just love Jimmy Butler just enough, though. No. Thank you to Froggy Fresh. Thank you to everyone who's been on the podcast yeah. this week. Not getting into debate about thanking Paul. No thanks to Paul. Just say great podcast. I've been Guy Williams. I've been Paul Williams. Keep it, keep it fresh. <laughs>